Bro, if I no. have to fucking hear, oh my god, dude, that... you told me six thirty. It is. You can message me at five o'clock, and we're like, you ready? Okay, yeah, but then you told me I was like, yo, whenever you're ready, and then you told me ten minutes, and then I waited ten minutes, and then now I've been waiting fucking twenty five minutes listening to this goddamn elevator music on Anchor. What else are you doing right now? I'm actually going through and like de-puzzling this headache of uh for like my store you know the new business I told you about like we have to just put up all the product information but it's I don't know it's just a mess because like some data isn't being pulled in and we gotta upload the find and upload all the images manually and trying to have it launched by November but (sighs) yeah do you have like a specific date in mind we were thinking before uh what is that black friday but i don't know i mean i think just any time is great for me <laughs> yeah whenever things work i um, feel like you know both you and i have so many things that we do outside of like this little business venture that we try- decided to do that it's like okay as long as we're like chugging along then yeah right as long as there is a foreseeable launch date somewhere yeah well, I'm super excited for you. That's really cool. And um, it'll be kind of exciting for when you actually get started and like people start ordering and whatever. Yeah, I hope so. Here, let me do this intro real quick. I kind of forgot this was like a podcast episode. So, hey guys, welcome back to <laughs> A Humble Four. Uh, I just decided to do this little impromptu um recording with Rachel I'm sure I'll be publishing it on like a regular schedule which was which is Tuesday um but I hadn't talked to her in quite a bit and so we just decided to make a call out of it because why not um so yeah Rachel it's been like dude like two or three weeks since we've had a call I feel like yeah it's been a while but it's also just been like so crazy busy between work and just like life and everything for both of us I feel like Hey, there's like so many changes that we have to catch up on, but I also feel like time has just moved really quickly. You know? I know, bro. I'm tired. These past two weeks have just flown by, but I think my mental health is finally like cruising. <laughs> you guys got furniture, so that's exciting. Yeah, <laughs> we're trying to get rid of the couches. Like one of the people, the uh, one of the ladies flaked, so they're still just sitting out on the lanai. For any of you who don't know, a lanai is like a porch. That's what they call it here in Hawaii. But yeah, and then, you know, we got new decorative pillows. I dragged them around TJ Maxx and Ross <laughs> this past weekend. But it was super fun. And then we had a couple's photo shoot. And oh, my God, I can't wait to get the images back. Like, first time for everything. It was it was so amazing. I couldn't have asked for better. A couple's photo I know, shoot. who am I? Oh my usually, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, usually it's just like nudes that are being sent, but instead we decide to hire a <laughs> photographer, put clothes on, and like <laughs> shoot the shit. Oh my God. I know. No, that's that's so cute. Um, where did you guys take pictures of? We, on the beach and stuff? Or? Yeah, we went to Waimanalo Beach, and um, it has like a really beautiful like sand obviously there's fucking sand but the sand is super nice there (laughs) and it has the mountains in the background and then it had like a little path so we actually got a lot of different like locations within this like 100 yard radius and then she let us do two outfit changes so you know me I'm always looking for a good deal but it was Mm -hmm. good I just forget how expensive in general like 
photography sessions are. Right. Yeah. Especially like, um, I don't know. I feel like at least back home and like the mainland, you were living in Richmond. I, you know, live in New York. Like there's so many like of our friends that do photography, you know, Yeah. that are like looking for models and stuff. So Precisely. I'm like, I, I, I haven't had to pay for that kind of thing for a long time. Yeah. I mean, I figured I was like, I just want somebody who has done couple shoots before who can like maybe eat I don't want to be thinking all the time about different poses and like running it I just want someone to kind of lead us or make it easier and then I was like you know what it's just going to be for big events anyway so like we've been apart for a year like we're in Hawaii like might as well and it was pretty affordable I mean three it was like 300 uh for about an hour and then she a minimum of like 20 uh edited photos and she'll send over more she said usually so I was like, fuck it, like, this is, this is worth it. So, are you guys going to put this on a Christmas card? Like, what's the... Yeah, that was actually the reason we, well, like, part of the reason we actually want to send out, like, Christmas cards, um, or just, you know, holiday cards, uh, probably to just the close family and friends. Uh, you'll have to send me your address for it. Should I, should I tell everyone right now here on this podcast? Sure, I mean... <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't even know it. <laughs> Absolutely not. We take that stuff serious. Be safe online, kids. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm super excited. Hopefully we'll get them back next week. Um, we even had a little flower crown uh, oh, created. Oh, you went. Look at you. Bruh. You went full on. I know. Like, she she suggested it. She was like, oh, well, it's you know, so some cute. people, they do flower crowns. That might be really nice for a dress. And I was like, okay, so... Those were affordable. It was local. Um, a local girl did it, and they were really gorgeous. So, yeah, took a chance with everything, and, no, super good. But tell me about you. What have you been up to? How is your relationship status? How's your IUD? <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like we haven't talked about, like, the, the sex on an IUD. Yeah, so we'll just cram it into five minutes. How has it been? <laughs> okay, yeah, it's been super good. Um I am dating a guy and he comes inside of me and it's great. And I feel like that's also something to talk about because I was having a conversation with my, one of my friends the other week and everyone likes to play this little game. I feel like after post IUD, it's like, Oh, but we still use condoms to be extra safe. And it's like, bitch, no, you don't. Yeah. Like, Shut the we, fuck up. why did you get the IUD? <laughs> like, yeah. We already know, like, come on. Um, but yeah, so that's been super awesome. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's been, my life's been good. Just, it's super busy. I actually got my LLC for yeah. the business that I'm starting, um, which is still, you know, it's something to celebrate. It's a little, little notch on the whatever the fuck. Um, but there's still a ton of work to do, which yeah. is actually what I'm doing this week. My business partner and I are getting together and we're getting a lot of stuff done for our business. Nice. I think I'm um, keeping mine at a sole proprietorship until like we get our feet under us a little bit more. Uh, right. And all that. Did you have to get a, what is it? A certificate of like sale license or something? Um, yeah. So this, what I did is I went through legal zoom and you can select exactly what type of business you're trying to run and all in one go, they give you like you register like your LLC and get all the different licensing that you need to operate in whatever state you're operating in. Um, so there's still a couple of things that we have to sort out, but um, yeah, I mean, this was just like kind of the 
bottleneck to a lot of things that we're trying to do. And now that it's in, um, it's, <laughs> it's full steamboats ahead, which I learned I was using that as like a normal phrase. And I realized that it's not full steamboats ahead. It's full steam. Um, yeah, full steam oh ahead. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> All right. But I think full steamboats ahead is cuter, so I might keep it. Yeah, slightly mental, um, but like we're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does she just not know or does she make it up on her own? Like the world might never <laughs> is she know. trying to yeah. be like funny and like failing at it? Always. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of exciting. And um, yeah, everything's just been like really good. It's just good. really, really crazy. Like uh, for my normal daytime work, it's, mm-hmm. this is our busy season. So mm. um, really long work days, plus trying to focus on my business, plus trying to have time for my relationship and like all of that. It's a little bit crazy, but. Stop moving. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're moving and it's just, it's interrupting the background noise. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were telling me to just like slow down in life. You know? No, no. I mean, you should do that too. But I meant for the quality, stop, <laughs> stop moving. Oh my God. Okay. I'll, I'll stay very, very still now. Okay. Um, but with the whole coming thing, now that there's finally another person who has a partner who comes in them, uh, <laughs> I have been smelling like a fucking cum dumpster. <laughs> recently are you talking about smelling like one yeah i have well i've been a literal human cum dumpster for the past year and a half but the past like (laughs) week i think we've been having a little bit more sex than usual um because he had some days off and everything and so uh the other day like i sat on his face and afterwards he was like yeah you don't i'm just gonna let you know you didn't taste that good and i was like okay well (laughs) whose fault was that like it's been days (laughs) oh my god yeah, of him finishing. But also my big question was like, do you feel a difference when they come in you? Because for me, some girls, like when it's happened by accident, they're like, no, I don't really feel a difference. Like, I don't feel the them the action of them coming. But for me, I do. And I'm a slut for it. Yeah. Also, I think there's okay. So I don't know if I per se feel the like, feel the come. I think it's more of like, previously it's like I don't know pre IUD Mm -hmm. um I feel like I would never let anyone like come inside of me you know what I mean so then you just get like that like abrupt like stop you know like ah and like yeah over and done whereas like now I feel like there's like a it's like a nice come down (laughs) you know no pun intended but like (laughs) But pun intended. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just kind of, like, pleasant, and then you can just lie there for a sec. I don't know. Um, but yeah, as I hate far as they the try smell... To... Oh, go on. Sorry, smell. go ahead. No, we're not doing the Zoom thing. You go first. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as far as the smell, I don't know. I feel like... Um, well, he's vegan. I... Yeah, first okay. of all, yes, I will always suggest having sex with someone who is vegetarian, mm-hmm. vegan, whatever. Um, they just smell a lot better in that department. Um, and that goes for men and women and everyone. I feel, um, any kind of thing that comes out of you, uh, smells great. Yeah. It's great and when your body's great. like not dying from the inside out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I also think I have not noticed like a particular like change in my own, my own situation uh because but I think that's mostly due to I don't see my significant other um that often like this 
most recent weekend I saw him, but I hadn't seen him for three weeks prior to that. So oh, I shit. feel like there's no like, yeah, there's no like. Oh, intense, you're fine. You know what I mean? There's not like a week of getting it, but you bring up a valid point and like, I wish I had better advice, but I wonder if there's like a, you know, like Gwyneth Paltrow trick. <laughs> Dude, I feel like my house is falling apart. Like I just hear things like falling and then I hear your background moving. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that that is a lot different when it's not consistent and like your body has time to clean itself. And you're naturally uh, from what I've heard on, I don't know. I forgot who told me this, like, cite it it's not me I'm not gonna cite it I don't know where the fuck I found it or heard it but uh the vagina cleans itself supposedly yeah so yeah so but this bitch just can't keep up with the loads (laughs) the workload yeah she has to do but so personally I actually um like sex is great and all and I'll have it all day long but I also like I don't know incorporating other things into that as well like other things make you come and they the other person comes so it's like why not do that too you know and like give your insides a break you know what I mean oh yeah I mean like I come from clitoral stimulation um and I like need help with that as well so on my off days are usually the days that I that I come and then on the on days for sex uh he of course comes but everyone's different like those that are lucky enough to be able to uh, f- for I guess females or males anyone really um, those in between is a lot easier it's always I'm jealous of those who can come quick because I can't yeah I hate to brag but I come every time yeah I've heard <laughs> like... I've heard you like you can touch you someone can touch you and you'll finish <laughs> <laughs> oh you've heard <laughs> I've heard <laughs> <laughs> at the bars where you've been begging <laughs> <laughs> please <anyone. laughs> god um yeah but I feel like I don't know as long as you feel like you're okay like your hygiene routine like you know what I mean is cool and I don't think it's anything to worry about yeah. um I'll say I used to like anytime I feel like I've talked to you about this before but I used to every anytime I would have sex with a guy I would get bacterial vaginosis oh, <laughs> which god. is like maybe like really tmi but no happens if anyone suffers from this i asked my doctor (laughs) and she said sometimes um you can just be prone to it and a lot of it has to do with like the natural like bacteria that lives on the other person mixing with your own natural bacteria and whatever Mm -hmm. i will say my significant other i've never gotten bv with um so it's meant to be i guess but um they sent me a bunch of tips on like what I can do preventative actions and and whatever. So um, I will say, you'll know when you have BV. Hmm. So if, if you don't feel like uncomfortable during sex or like, okay. You know, like that whole area isn't like a little bit annoyed, then I think you're Mm -hmm. probably fine. Well, I've been suffering like whatever ailment my body has when I'm stressed it just like multiplies that so right now I actually have uh what the doctor has died I know I have ringworm on my stomach but I had something pop up I know and I've had it before I had it starting freshman year in college uh I had a boyfriend and he gave it to me and uh it spread over my body in like small patches and then I got rid of it whatever and it's popped up a few more times but it popped up somehow 
uh, a couple weeks ago, maybe it was even a long time, a longer time ago, but I started treating it again with, you know, topical medicine. And then I was at the beach two weeks ago and then something popped up in my thigh and it looked like some type of a rash. And so I went to urgent care this past week and they're like, oh, it's, uh, it's probably ringworm. So I got another like topical medicine that was prescribed. And for those of you who don't know, ringworm isn't actually like an animal. It's a like fungal infection. So they call it ringworm because it literally looks like it's like a patch of rash and it has like a ring of dots. Um, and usually it itches, but this this has an itch. None of them have. But now I just have like I think I'm starting to just kind of break out along my body. So that's my my latest <laughs> headache. And I've, he hasn't gotten it, why it's been fine. Um, Because, like, we've continued to have sex, and I treat it before we do, like, twice a day. Um, So by the time we have sex, uh, like, there's been medicine on it, you know, all day, and then fresh application. But, man, that shit is just a pain, just, like, going, having constant ailments or just any type (laughs) of ailment, and then trying to, like, weave your sex life into it. Yeah. Well, that's the hard part of, like, being in a relationship. And the thing is, I'm sure if you were just like, I need a second to, like, get my life together. Can you give me a second? I I need to get my story straight. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. um, You're welcome. A little fun moment. Uh, But I feel like even if you talk to him, like, and say, hey, I want to be, he would be fine. Yeah. No, he'd be thankful. I would not be fine right i don't want to take a break he's like please give me a break (laughs) (laughs) it's like you're covered in ringworm you need a nap (laughs) he's like you need to smell better like you need you need to take care of that shit that's his fault but then he puts it back on me he's like well you feed me so i'm like start feeding him an all vegan diet i'll just start feeding him grass he's gonna be really pissed off by it but like nick you know, back in middle school, he's like, I have to drink grass because I'm training for the Olympics. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which, Dude. when is he getting his schedule so you can book your fucking flights to come visit me? Yeah. Dude, my whole concern, though, is, like, what if we get stuck there? Are you going to really deal with us? No. For you haven't been. No one's been stuck here, even when it was, like, more closed down. Because there's no restrictions. There hasn't been restrictions leaving the island. There's only been restrictions restrictions entering the island. And then, then recently, like last week, they opened it up to if you get uh, – if you test negative within three days, you don't have to quarantine. So you're just making up excuses, and I'm personally offended. <laughs> Dude, there's a global pandemic. That's yeah. the other thing. Talk about it. Like, I don't – like, no one really knows what's – like the safe things to do or the right things to do or whatever because a government lies to us and i don't know it's everything that the u.s is not doing (laughs) like everybody should be quarantining and you know everyone should have been inside a long long time ago yeah so i was talking to one of my friends in india today and india has like 119,000 deaths or something total they are a third world country with four times the population of our country Mm-hmm. so how does that even make sense well that's because like i don't know americans they just took took it and turned it into a personal freedom type of thing right and like i you know you and i are very liberal but i was talking to white about this um and i think i really do 
run a little bit more middle of the road than I post about on like my social media because there are certain things when it comes to like economy and like minimum wage that I do think I run a little bit more conservative on. And for example, I was in class. The only thing I learned from my master's was like the concept of minimum wage. And I think it stems to a bigger problem. Like things are too expensive and it's like, it's a whole systematic problem, but the minimum wage itself, you can't have too high of a minimum wage because then you start putting businesses out. You start yeah, putting businesses out of business because you, they are having to pay their employees more than the employees are worth and that they're more than they're producing. So I don't think minimum wage is the problem. I think there are so many other factors that feed into minimum wage. Well, it's actually, it's like a, a two headed thing. Yeah. Right. So like, yeah. it's not just, it's not just minimum wage and doing anything to minimum wage won't solve any problems like by itself. You know, I, I do think it needs to be raised because it hasn't been raised in years, but mm-hmm. It's the cost of living that needs to be checked Precisely. as well, you know, like it's like we're trying to do these little patch hole fixes and then everything else is just spouting out of the other side. Um, so I don't know. It's a, it's a whole mess. I don't know. But people need to wear their fucking masks. Like even I hate wearing them like they make my face just like I get it. They out. make your face itchy or, you know, whatever. You can't breathe. You start sweating profusely all this other shit. Like I really do not like it, but at the same time, people not liking it and not adhering to the rules. It's what the fucking problem is. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't like having to stand on the subway, but I don't scream at people to get up and give me a seat, you know, like you're not any more important than the next person, you know? Um, Yeah. And there's people on both sides who just make life so ridiculous and make the whole image seem awful like I I completely agree with that and actually I don't know if you saw the new Borat why it made me watch it but there's a new Borat too and I saw a little interview afterwards and his whole premise around it is uh, that they focus on like racism and if anyone doesn't know how the the show is filmed or the movie's filmed because I didn't know basically Borat is an actor and so is his daughter but everything in the movie is real reactions from people so um, there's a lot of like racist undertones. Well, there's a lot of racist shit on there, but in his interview afterwards, he was saying that he decided to take it this way because he was showing that, you know, regular people who have good intentions or, you know, who are just nice people, they're sometimes a product of their environment. And like, they do have these racist beliefs or problematic beliefs or whatever, but it doesn't mean they're any less human. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. It's hard to it's hard to sympathize with because we have so much knowledge, but at the same time, like, I would rather see change happen than people just continue to not change. Right. I and, mean, that's kind of like I don't, I don't know. I was talking about this the other day um, on the on the Tamron Hall show. Uh, check it out. Um, but uh, we were talking about just like it was just like a conversation around race, whatever, and. Um, one of the comments that I had made was like, we can't for like, just say, Oh, well the older generation will like, they'll die and things will be better or whatever. Cause generations after generations, I've been saying that exact same thing. It's like, old yeah, people, they have kids. Yeah, <laughs> old people aren't too old to learn. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like just because you're, 
you are like you said like it, you might be a product of your environment and so therefore you might make you might make mistakes but like that means like that the where the like the bigotry comes in is the people that recognize they're making a mistake but then actively choose to not mm-hmm. get better you know what i mean like there's so much information yeah. out there now that and it's so accessible that it's like i don't know i don't know and it's like one of those things where it's like also like not not me yeah, i'm fortunate my family is like very liberal on a lot of things mm-hmm. but there are some people in my in my own family where i'm like i'm not just gonna leave them behind i'm not just gonna let them sink into their ways of whatever and i'm not aggressive about it you know i try to be understanding that they grew up in a different time or what have you but it's like i don't know i'm not just gonna let them be these offensive people that slow down progress you know and say oh one day they'll die like i would i would hate if someone said that about me like ah well there's no change in her i hope you know one day she'll just fucking die and the world will be better you know like that's horrible yeah i think if anything i saw something that was like the people who you know have these beliefs that kind of go against like morality (laughs) in a sense Mm -hmm. they're the ones who you should keep Uh, as your Facebook friend. So hopefully they might see a quote that changed, maybe changed your life in some way and it'll change theirs. Uh, Right. So that was kind of deep. I think there's so many ways. I think words have such a great way of touching people's lives. And sometimes all you need is like one specific quote for something to really sink into you and you'd be like, okay, I never thought of it that way. Right. Well, my whole thing, you know, I, someone told me this in college um, and it just stuck with me forever is, proximity breeds empathy so if you push people far away that are not like you they're never going to be empathetic towards the cause you know what I mean like yeah um so that's literally kill them with kindness and shit that being said there are some people like I don't know like you know it we're from the same place there's some people from back home that I was like "Mm, god damn no I'm sorry (laughs) I just I don't know what I can do for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. I had one person once I posted, it was after the pulse nightclub shooting in which we all are aware. Many queer people lost their lives out of the result of a hate crime uh, committed with a legally purchased uh, weapon. Mm-hmm. And I simply posted something about, um, it was an article that talked about the many reports, you know, suspicions around the the man who, committed the crime that would kind of, you know, any sane person would, would lead them to believe like, Hey, maybe that person shouldn't have owned a gun. Uh, and yeah. I said something along the lines of like, this is why we need gun control or like stricter gun laws, whatever. Uh, and someone from back home was like, went on this whole tangent. And I was like, I responded. Oh. And his, his response to my response was, well, you know, we don't use those words here in wherever the fuck Virginia, you know, I was like, oh, I used too many syllables. I think you said this on your last episode. Did I? I think, yeah. But no, I mean, like, that is, I, you know, that I had reconnected. I told you that I could reconnected with some friends from back in our county mm-hmm. uh, that live here. And it just made me think I did this reflection of who has made it out of our hometown and then we the people that have made it out have just done so many cool things like one of the girls she was on a billboard in new york city like she does modeling and all that stuff and then 
the other couple, they're, uh, you know, out living in Hawaii, you know, you get to travel all over the world. Um, our other friend works for like a big company and she does this and that, you know, I, there's so much value. It just comes, it just comes to show that there's so much value in getting the fuck out of where you live. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, just seeing the world and getting other perspectives, you know, try to, okay, again, going back to the whole like proximity breeds empathy thing. It's like, try to get close to other people that are not like you, other places, whatever, and try to feel a little bit of empathy towards that cause. I don't know. Like that was like, uh, not to call out my own, uh, parents, but obviously I feel like a lot of our parents, even if they are liberal, um, had some issues with some of the like BLM protests this past year. Um, Mm -hmm. the media was projecting them in such a negative, violent way. And all I did was just ask my parents, Hey, will you just go to one in your area? I'll send you the information and just check it Mm -hmm. out. And that completely changed their tone about the whole movement, you know, like, Hey, actually there's people really do have something to say and we should be listening. You know, it's not all just chaos like the media projects, but yeah. One of my family members actually, um, they grew up in Richmond. And so the statues to them were like a symbol of their childhood. And so I was having a conversation with them and they were like, you know, I never, I was so sad when they decided to tear or they, you know, defamed the statues in Richmond. Like I grew up with those statues, but then, you know, I took a a little bit more of a look into what those statues really represented. And I think I'm a little bit more at peace with it. And so I think that self-reflection really showed a lot of like progress because I guess, I mean, if there was something that reminded you of your childhood, of course it would upset you that it was, you know, taken down or defiled in some type of way. But then you think about those people who that statue represents nothing but, you know, hurt and um, back thousands of generations, you know? Right. So what can you really compare it to? But Well, yeah. I mean, that's a perfect example, actually, of someone being like their gut wrench reaction is like, hey on a personal level, that meant something to my childhood. But then on a mature, emotionally intelligent, empathetic level, they were like, but what did that mean for someone else? Oh, yeah, that's a lot more important than my like selfish, like, whatever situation relationship with something, you know, and like your memories, the good memories will always be there. And unfortunately, the bad ones too. But hopefully you can have other people make good memories as well. Yeah. Um, do you want to move this over to just like a FaceTime or something? Cause we're about wrapping it up on the 30 minute mark. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. I don't know what this episode plug. was about. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know. It was just a really good conversation. Like I'll sprinkle it in somewhere. My cat. God damn it. She, she just keeps she meowing. She also wants to be a part of this podcast. No, she just wants to go outside and she's been running across every balcony and I can't, I had to go across the whole like balcony floor the seventh floor and try and find her and she was hiding oh my god anyway so we'll move this over um whenever this is what this episode is published uh let us know what you think and hopefully you enjoyed this one that's a little bit more like political not so much sexual uh although yeah, you was, did you did get a few cum dumpsters in there okay so. i yeah i did <laughs> you know it started you. off but then it went a little off brand yeah, it's my i girl. try not to involve myself <laughs> too much in politics but you know sometimes you gotta gotta do a little bit more on the other hand um, i do very much so so if you would like some really problematic slash not problematic in my opinion but hot takes <laughs> via the internet on political things you can follow my instagram 
what's your instagram thingy uh my instagram is rachel lynn strong and that's it damn you got your whole fucking name yeah well people know my whole fucking name that's no, that's, I mean, it's easy to find. I've been calling myself May recently, and I have it on my Instagram, too. I mean, it's my middle name, but I just mix some things up. Oh, shit, I got to tell you about the hostess thing. thing. God damn it. All right. So <laughs> we'll bring it over to FaceTime, and I'll probably cover that shit on another episode sometime. But uh, thanks so much, guys. Follow me on a humble whore, and I will call you in a second, Rachel. <laughs> okay. Bye.